Great. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Um, it's an honor, and I'm excited to be here today. Um, been in the Word the last few weeks. But first, uh, again, my name is Steve Crawford. My wife, we have four kids, and we've been here in the church for about two years, and we, we love it. It's, it's been, uh, I think we fell in love with the preaching and all of all the families with, you know, very quickly in the church. So we so much appreciate you guys. And a big part of it is the Wednesday evening. So we love being part of that. But I want to jump in, and I want to put my reading glasses on for this. But, um, you know, we're getting closer to Advent, and um, I'm excited to share with you guys a word I think God's put on my heart. Um, but being Advent, you know, just being in the Christmas story, it's obviously an exciting um, time for, you know, looking forward to the, the birth of Jesus. But um, what we want to talk about really for, for this section was talk about um, adoring the Lord, just having, we want to look at some of the Christmas story. Um, and first I would say, you know, even Dr. Dana had talked about two weeks ago, about a lot of folks miss the reason for the season. A lot, most, most Americans celebrate Christmas, but many don't, um, you know, don't know the reason for the season. They don't focus on Jesus, what he meant to each of our lives how he altered history and, you know, brought salvation for mankind. But I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to show you uh, two quick statistics on Christmas. I um, also wanted to read the story of Jesus' birth from Luke 2. Um, wanted to talk about what Jesus' birth meant to some individuals from the Bible um, and how they responded to, to Christ's birth as well as and had love and respect for God the Father as a result of that. Um, and lastly, I wanted to discuss ways we can adore God to love him in return and share his love with others during the Advent season. So um, the first thing, I want to show you guys two trends. Um, this is from, the first one is from, it was actually um, Value Penguin. It was a, a website that they studied trends in the U.S. They surveyed, surveyed over 2,000 U.S. consumers, and they realized, and this is kind of piggyback off a little bit what Dr. Dana said two weeks ago, that 61% of Americans think they'll experience feelings of loneliness and sadness during the Advent season, which shouldn't be the case. Um, and that's an increase of 55% over 2021. So not, not a good statistic, but wanted to share that with you guys. Um, you can go to the next slide if you would. And actually, it's the one right, oh, I'm sorry, this is it right here. Um, and out of those folks that are, are, are troubled during the Advent season, 67% will feel anxious or stressed during the season, and then um, two-thirds of that is due to partly to social and cultural expectations, which, um, which is something I think a lot of us battle. And then about half of them said others don't acknowledge their feelings during the holidays. And then over a third said if they had a choice, they'd skip the Christmas season altogether, given a choice because of those challenges. And you can go to the next slide as well. And it just shows you the breakdown. It really affects all ages. Um, the, the, the greater, the, the biggest number is with the Gen Z's, Gen Zers, is age 18 to 26, 73% um, experience the holiday blues. The millennials, it's 65%. Gen Xers is 64%. And even uh, folks that are a little bit older, the 59 to 77, 40, 45%. So a lot of folks um, experience those holiday blues. And, you know, it's a, it's a common uh, trend in our, our culture that folks, where it could be a wonderful season, a lot of folks struggle for that, that season. Um, but you can go to the next slide as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of share with you folks as I'm thinking about the holiday season is that growing up, it was an awesome time for myself. 
I'm from Washington State, the mountains of Washington State, and I grew up loving Christmas as a kid. Um, it was We were out of school. Oftentimes, we're near the mountains, so we got white Christ Christmases fairly frequently. Um, I had a mom that was a, a, a elementary school teacher, and my grandparents were just a lot of fun. Um, my, my grandpa lived right on the ocean and had a full-size sleigh and Santa up top on the roof, and it was just, they just loved it. They had to go into their house, you had to ring jingle bells, this little thing going into the house, and they were just so much fun. So it was a fun time. My mom made it really cool. Um, my mom was a very free spirit. She was a lot of, just a lot of fun decorating the tree with uh, baking, and um, you know we did ski trips, a lot of fun. Um, a couple of fun Christmases, I remember my, my brother and I, once we discovered that the parents were behind the gifts, we wanted to catch them in it. So we were probably about... I want to say about eight years old. So we, we had this thing. We we're going to, my grandpa had a big sectional. We were going to stay behind it all night, stay up and catch the parents. Well, we lasted about 45 minutes. And we woke up the next morning and it was all done. We had, we had missed the whole thing. So that was fun. Um, and then because I was in the Navy, one of my favorite Christmases, I got to go back. And because I missed all those, bank, all those Christmas holidays, um, got to go back. My stepdad owned a big cabin in the mountains. So we got the, you know, you could get a license to cut down your own Christmas tree. It was just a blast. We had snowmobiles. So that was one of my favorite ones. Um, but one thing I've kind of shared with my wife, Yvette, is like, you know, how do we, there's so much magic when you're a kid with that and all the excitement, is just thinking how do we, as family members and parents, how do we kind of recapture that for those loved ones around us? So just kind of food for thought. Don't know the answer on that one, but just something to think about as we uh, go into the Advent season. Um, another thing I want to share with you guys is, um, oh, it's remarkable, as, as fun as it was, most of my family did not know the Lord growing up, and neither did I. I became a Christian my first year in the service. Um, what was really cool is my grandma, my, so most of us didn't know the Lord. My grandma Crawford, my dad's mom, was a very quiet Christian, and just, I'm, I, I know God's put in my heart that she really prayed us all into the kingdom, a bunch of us, and just, and she was so cool because even I found out later on, even being as we had grandkids, she would still clip out articles and send it to my all her kids of how to parent. Like she was still involved even as everybody had their kids. Um, just a wonderful lady. What was also awesome is my when my grandfather, my my mom's dad turned ill. They had two nurses that end up being devout Christians and led my grandma and my grandpa to the Lord. And this was probably 10 years before they passed away, um, which was fantastic. They even had a miracle. One of them was cooking and, and, and burned their hand, and they laid hands on her, and the, the hand was instantly healed. So it was pretty fantastic. They both were devout Christians. And my grandmother lived to be 93, and even, uh, even when she was older, she lost her sight for the last three years, but was still witnessing to families and friends up there in um, this is up in Anacortes, Washington State. So it was pretty fantastic. Um, and also, God was faithful. My, my mom became a Christian later in life. And my dad, even though he's Roman, Roman Catholic, also got saved as well. So very thankful for those two. Um, but so those are the, that sort of just shows the faithfulness of God with that. But what I want to jump into, I want to read you guys the Christmas story from Luke 2. And um, so in, I don't know if you have the scriptures on the slides by chance. No, you don't. Okay, well, we're, I'll read it for you guys. How about that? So, um, and I'm going to jump into just where it starts about the shepherds. We want to look at it, three different um, groups of folks that that encountered the the, the Christ child and how it affected their lives. Um, 
So it's starting um, on verse, it would be a verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see that thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Um, so a couple things I want to show you guys really quick there is one is that, boy, it, it might have been, you know, Christ came, oh, I'm sorry, the, the heavenly host didn't come to the religious leaders. He didn't come to the Pharisees or Sadducees or even those elite within their society. He came to the, the shepherds, those folks that were probably forgotten, you know. Um, and so he showed himself to those because he said, you know, God says that he'll make those low things high in his kingdom. Um, so he showed himself to those. And a couple things, they said as they returned, I, I just kind of picture myself, well, how cool would it be to encounter the Christ child himself? That would have been just a life-changing for these guys. Uh, not only did they have that experience by seeing the heavenly hosts and those angels praising God, but to see the Christ child and, and this being the promised Messiah, the anointed uh, Christ child. Um, a couple things I want to share with you guys. One is... Um, the definition of adoration is a deep love and respect, uh, to worship, and some of, the, some of the synonyms are to glorify, to praise, to exalt, revere, and esteem. And also he mentioned that uh, he was the promised Savior. So this is, you know, that same Messiah that was promised in Is the books of Isaiah, in the books of Daniel, um, that would come and be a religious leader, would, would lift up the the, the nation of Israel, but Savior, it, it translates to, designates a deliverer, a preserver, saver, savior, benefactor, rescuer, that Jesus Christ is the redeemer of sin. He redeems uh, all of us sinners, and he's a saver of souls. Um, the word Christ is the Greek word Christos, means anointed one. Uh, in the Greek, it was a somatic loan to translate the Hebrew Messiah, meaning one who is anointed. The word anointed is almost used almost 70 times in the Old Testament, and it means to rub with oil, especially to consecrate holy persons or things. Um, and then it goes on that the derivative Messiah is the anointed one. So Jesus was the promised anointed one, his title became to be Jesus the Messiah, and then Messiah was translated into Greek to be Christos, 
and it designated uh, of Jesus Christ. And also, what's also interesting is that Messiah, which is the 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 Hebrew for it was Mashiach, if I'm pronouncing that right, something like that. But it's used 39 times in the Old Testament. They described it to anoint a high priest or to anoint a king. And it was used for what they anticipated would be David's anointed heir, the king of Israel, and the ruler of all nations. So that's what they anticipated when, when that Christ child was born. So it's pretty pretty neat looking at what the expectation was. And I'm sure those Hebrews, I'm sorry, the, the, the shepherds were glorifying God the Father to encounter that Christ child. But uh, two other things I want to share with you guys as well is I want to look at Simeon, um, and that's on uh, verse 25. Okay, and it says, um, and I'm going to read from 25 to 35. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the Christ Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. So um, just shows that for him, that was a, he had been waiting all his life to, to see that Christ child, the promised Messiah, God's anointed one. And what a, what a, a blessing to be able to, to depart the earth having seen that Christ child, it, it, the Messiah. Um, and he, gra- he praised God the Father as a result that he got a chance, opportunity to see that. Um, and lastly, well, actually two other things I want to share with you guys real quick was I'm also Anna the prophetess in verse 36 through uh, 38. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Benel, and I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, of the tribe of Asher. She was a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fasting and prayers night and day, and coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord when she encountered the Christ child and spoke of him to all those for redemption in Israel. So again, and another prophetess, uh, again, who is a a devout um, um, Israelite and had been waiting all her life for the Christ child to be presented. And what a a blessing to be able to see the God's anointed, uh, his, his Messiah, and she was able to, um, so you know, able to kind of spread the word that this was God's anointed child. Um, and lastly, I wanted to also share from the the wise man from Matthew two ten. Um, at the wise man, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And then they had opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, 
and myrrh. So again, just wanted some examples of, you know, God the Father represented the Christ child to folks that uh, were, weren't the, uh, the leaders of the time, but that w- had, would honor and would really be able to receive who the Christ child was, God's Messiah, um, and, and just the excitement they had for encountering that Christ child. But if you can go to the next slide, if you would. Um, oh, actually, sorry, if you go back to the one for, before that. Um, just as I was studying for this thing, I was just, um, you know, there's two ways we can respond as we encounter the Advent season and, and, you know, that God giving his son to us to save the world. Um, but we can also, we can want to turn our love to God the Father, but also be able to share God's infinite love with others. Um, and as I was thinking about this lesson, just some of the folks that really impacted my life, um, and if they, you know, if they hadn't been sharing God's love, I might not have had my, my life altered as a result. But um, my brother, Bob, got saved through Young Life um, in high school, so I'm extremely thankful for him. Um, I had a roommate in Navy officer school that actually witnessed to me about God's love. And, and his, having grown up off and on in the church, my parents both worked a lot. Um, my buddy James, his, his uh, relationship with God was, was different. It was, had a depth to it that I never saw, and it was genuine, so I, that had a huge impact on me. Um, then I kept on running into Christians when I was living up in Rhode Island that were sharing God's love with me. And then just so happened I had a divine encounter when I flew back for a vacation right after getting officer sc- out of officer school, graduating, that they had um, the next morning when I arrived in Washington State, they had a young life retreat up in British Columbia. I went on, and for three days they just talked about the 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 infinite, unconditional love of God the Father. And that thing had a huge impact. You know, all these 20-year-olds, you know, some of them from the streets of Seattle, and, and I really said, man, I, w- I want that God. I want to encounter that. I want to know him for myself. And, you know, as a result, my eyes were open to how deep God's love for each of us was. And you want to respond with a love, uh, you know, just I want to give him everything I had. Um, and, and I want to love him unconditionally and then be able to share that love with others. Um, and lastly, one thing I'd, as I was looking at this lesson was just the concept that the creator of the universe and giver of life took on a human form in, in, in that Christ child and then gave his life for each of us. That just, that concept is, is it just blows my mind. It's, it's huge that God would do that for each of us. And at first, you know, when I first got saved, um, I thought, man, it's just, it, that, he must have really loved me. That love is for everybody. And so it's just, it's, it's fantastic. And it makes me want to really share with others. So I want to kind of, as we kind of finish this up, this lesson, you can go to the next slide as well. Um, a couple things it made me think of is um, just how can we love and honor God in this season of Advent? You know, something that I want to work on and just love. And, and I think um, I desire to love God with all our heart. You know, the, the greatest commandment that Christ said in Matthew 22, verse 37, was to love the, God, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And there's no greater commandment than these. And also, uh, he said in John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And, and that's how we can love properly because we realize what the forgiveness we've each received, the love we receive for each of our lives, and we want to share that with others. 
So in the last thing I want to share with you guys, if you go to the next slide, um, it's just there was a list. This came from, um, it was Lifeway. It was a 12 Ways of Christmas. It was from the Desiring God's website. And it was 12 Ways of Sharing God's Love During Advent. I want to share this, guys, with you. Just something to maybe inspire you to love others. But the first one was to share the love and presence of God with others. That as a Christian, our presence is powerful. We don't even realize that. In fact, one of the greatest examples was that um, the gentleman that preached, um, he was the op- one of the officers in the Assembly of God, and I forget what his name was. He was talking about walking into the prison, and just his presence was stirring up those inmates. But our, our, uh, our presence of God is powerful, that our aroma is noticeable, that God can spread the knowledge of himself to others through your marriage, your family culture, your countenance, your kindness, and your words. You want to kind of be mindful of that. Uh, number two is just to host folks at your house. Um, in really, doing, it could be anything, uh, any kind of holiday gathering. I encourage you guys to say grace and even saying grace for others. I mean, I have a lot of non-Christians in my family still, but, and, and even some of my neighbors. But saying grace, we can sow those seeds of faith into others as we say grace. Um, I encourage you to personally invite folks to church. Um, and, and, and really show that they care, that you care about them. Um, number five would be to focus on other people. Um, show God's love by taking notice of others. Have a genuine care and concern for them. Also, uh, give meaningfully. And that giving could be a, a gift to neighbors or friends. It could be a coworker. Also, respond thoughtfully when folks ask, what are you doing for Christmas? How do you celebrate Christmas? You know, that's a great opportunity with an open door to be able to share Christ to others. Um, also, pray faithfully. Um, pray and intercede. And, and you know, we've, we've still got some, my, my nephew, we've got some friends of the families that are, don't know the Lord. Pray faithfully for those folks that God reveal himself to those. Share the story of Jesus. Um, one of the, and I forgot to kind of mention this, one of the uh, quick surveys I've noticed from Lifeway Research and K-Love Radio was that um, nine out of ten um, Americans celebrate Christmas, but only about less than half can really describe the Christmas story, which that shouldn't be the case. So it's a great opportunity to to share the Christmas story to folks. Let them know that it is a different. In fact, I was I've been, I was even testifying to my sister who got saved when she was in high school, but has kind kind of fallen away. I was just a reminder: get you and your son in church. You know, it's you need to go. It's you know and. Just any kind of exposure, sowing those seeds of faith into our loved ones. Also, I love this one. Forgive fully. You know, um, those folks, and I've had a couple opportunities recently where I had a, I got reconnected with a, a buddy of mine from my, my Navy ship and didn't have perfect, but it, there's some things I could have been offended with. So, but sometimes you just got to forgive folks and just, you know, we were young. You got to, you know, all of us make kind of dumb mistakes. Also, ask for forgiveness. Um, if folks say you've done some things wrong, serve selflessly, and that could be any of your neighbors, friends, coworkers, and also spend time with folks that are suffering. You know, go out of your way to help some folks because it's a tough time. You know, a lot of us have loved. My dad had passed away two years ago, right before Christmas. It can be a tough, tough time for a lot of folks, and we want to just be mindful of that and spend time with people that are suffering. So that is it, guys. Um, we're going to just kind of finish up. But just in, in a summary real quick is just that, you know, a lot of folks miss the season. 
miss the reason for the season. So some, we, we can be God's heart and, and his love extended to others. Let's take the, the time to remind, remind ourselves. I'm trying to even do it for my kids. You know, why are we going through Advent? Let's make it meaningful for our families and our friends. Um, take time to read that Christmas story to folks around us. Um, we talked about how individuals in the Bible, how they responded with love to God the Father because of the gift of the Son, of the Christ child. And lastly, just be quick to, to spend time thanking God the Father for his gift of his Son and what it means to each of us, how it changed our lives, and love others during the Advent season. So that's it, guys. It's a, it's a privilege. Thank you so much for a time to share. And that's it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>